again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games for the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives and varying skill range. I am the Demon Slayer of this episode, Andrew. With me are Slayer of Pizza, Keith. Hello. And our Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week was Keith's pick. So you know there's some sort of platforming. <laughs> I was really surprised. And then Keith, what did you pick? Pick Doom Eternal. It's a first-person action shooter. Yep. It's not a... With I a, mean, you do... With a dash of platforming. Well, okay. You find me a first-person game where you don't do a little bit of platforming, jumping around. Well, I actually read online a lot of people were upset about the platforming. Because I don't think it was any other Dooms, right? No. They, they, I mean, a little bit, but this one, yeah, definitely took it up a notch. So, this game is brought to you by id Software and... Published by Bethesda Studio, which is now owned by Microsoft, so should permanently be on Game Pass now, which is awesome. But going around, Keith, was this a gamer pass for you? There were things I didn't like about this in terms of the difficulty, I guess, is more than anything. But yeah, it's definitely a game. For me, this is a definite game as well. I actually bought this uh, day one. Sucker. I'm a... I'm a what? I wouldn't call this me soccer because it was worth 60 bucks. I love this game. So yeah, it's definitely a game for me. I'm going to give it a game. I thought it was really refreshing to have something really difficult. And I remember when I was a kid watching one of my neighbor's dads play the original Doom on the PC. And uh, I was re- really curious what this was going to be like. It kind of like, my immediate thought was, this is what people say when they talk about like violent video games. Yeah, this was one of the big ones. Uh, so before we begin, like I did with the last week, I guess it would be nice for everyone to know, what's your experience level with Doom? How much Doom have you played before, Keith? I had played the old ones, some I'm sure, but really more than anything, I had played some of the last one that they came out with, one of the newer ones. So I've, I've got some experience with it, but I've never been like a, a Doom head, if you will. I've never dabbled in any of it. I've oh. seen the original. That's the only Doom I've even seen, I think. So I think I've just about played all of them. <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's probably like one or two strange iterations that I haven't played. But as far as I can remember, I've played them all. But I haven't. I definitely haven't beaten them all. I've beaten all the recent ones. But uh, I'm actually a pretty big fan of Doom. It's, it's a game that's... Uh, kind of stood the test of time and it's been around forever and there's more story than i thought there would be yeah there's more to it it's more substantial oh definitely so these are obviously a remake it's it's supposed to have loose tie-in with the original dooms but it's still it's supposed to be kind of its own standalone it's so it's like a semi-reboot is this whole new doom series so this is supposed to be a direct sequel from doom 2016 i think that's when the first one came out but so the story's been the same across the board out of all dooms yeah no but when you play this one there's moments of it that it's kind of tying into loosely into the original dooms so i think it's supposed to kind of take place a little bit after doom 64 so if you bought the game you actually got a copy of doom 64 and i've actually been trying to play through doom 64 to kind of see if the story does kind of correlate a little but not to get too far out of ourselves though what did you guys think of the story so since you guys didn't, neither of you played Doom 2016, what did you guys think of the story? Well, I did play Doom 2016. I thought that's what I was saying. 
Oh, I, well, I you, okay. Oh, yeah, you said you played a little bit of it. Yeah, no, I won't say I, I remember a lot of the story to that one by any means because it's been years since I've played it. But um, as far as this one, I admittedly did not get very far, partly because of the difficulty, which we'll get into. Um, but as far as what I did, it was, I don't know, it was all right. It seemed to be a little bit weird, I guess, like space demons, basically. Is that what the new Dooms are? No, I mean, been? they've always been like that. It's always been like that. The very first Doom was took place, like, in Mars. Okay. I find it interesting enough. I kind of didn't understand why... I forget the word they used. It wasn't that they were being punished. They were... There was a reason for why they were killing the humans. And the humans were paying their penance. That's the word, penance, yeah. I didn't really get what the humans did. They're or just humans. humans are awful, yeah. Say, have you met humans, or...? So, the... Basically, what I got from the story is that you're the demon slayer and you're trying to help the humans, prevent them from being penanced, and so you're trying to kill the three priests. But beyond that, I don't know anything. Which is, yeah, I guess the story in a nutshell. Uh, And you kind of said the big thing that was huge with this game is that this game officially confirmed that the Doom guy is human. Because they actually, out of all the Doom games, never actually officially said that he was human. Then why were they telling him not to help the humans? Because obviously he would. Yeah. I, they were more just trying to tell him that it's a Against what's supposed to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen regardless. But being the Doom guy, he's going to do it anyway. Doom guy. But for my thoughts, though, I think the story is the weakest element. There's there's moments of it that are I enjoyed. Like It does a good amount of like history in explaining where the Doom guy comes from and basically why he hates the demons so much. And there's a lot of codex pages you can get that you can kind of read some backlog and some history of some of the demons and the history of the Doom guy, which I thought were interesting and kind of cool. But overall, I thought the story was so disjointed. So it's been a good amount of, it's been a couple of years since I played the Doom 2016. So there may be some elements of the story I forgot, but from what I remember the story of Doom 2016, it was a pretty straightforward story and I really liked it. I thought it actually had interesting characters and it was a relatively typical story, but I thought it did a fantastic job telling it. Doom Eternal, on the other hand, I felt like was all over the place. As soon as the game starts, which by the way, I think this game is a fantastic intro, it just it just throws you in and your earth is basically already destroyed. And I was like, okay, I, how did this happen? And you're fighting these priests and it's like, I don't ever remember the priest really being mentioned that much in the last Doom. So for me, I was very lost. I actually had to keep looking up YouTube videos to explain the story to me. So, oh, see, I just took it for what it was, and sometimes I read the codex and sometimes I didn't, but I thought it was a good balance of them telling the story, fighting the demons, and having the platforming. Because I feel like if they gave too much, it would be too story-based, because from what I've read online, a lot of people were just like, give me more shooting, you know? So I feel like they couldn't go too much into it without kind of disappointing the fan base. See, for me, being the fan, it just... If you take the story for face value like you were, Liz, it's it's okay. But there was just so many like little elements to it that I'm like, that makes no sense. Like, I forget, why was Vega, the, your robot guy who's talking to you, why is he destroyed? And then you're going to collect his body. And then it's like telling these other stories of, of like the Hell Priest. And I don't know, it just at first was really confusing to me. After I played it a couple of times, it made a little more sense. It's so weird because like I said, when I was reading online, people were irritated with how much story there was. <laughs> 
oh, there isn't in general a lot of story in this game. I it's felt very like quick. with the the Doom fans, they're very hard to please. <laughs> they all had so many complaints, and I just like I, going into it as a noob. Like I just I didn't get any of the complaints, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's when you're dealing with fanboys, you can't please them all. That is unfortunately the case. So yeah, overall, the story I think was fine. I just I think I I enjoyed Doom 2016 story a bit better, but of course, that's not why you're playing Doom. You're of course playing it for the gameplay, and which it kind of blew my mind how difficult it was because I started on the second easiest and then I end up switching to the easiest. But I really like sometimes I play it too safe with games, and so I love the challenge. I love that there were uh, a ton of different things you could throw at enemies: grenades, ice bombs. I love that you had your uh, your guns that you could upgrade, and that you used X to to kill people with a chainsaw to get more bullets, and then you uh, got more health with melee. And so I liked that I couldn't just shoot enemies like willy nilly. Like I actually had to be tactical, and I thought it was really exciting. Yeah, this game is just mayhem. I think <laughs> is really, really the best way to describe it, or at least the gameplay is. The, the uh, yeah, the help pins itself and in, in the loading menu even tells you just don't stop moving. That's yes. that's rule one of this game. Yes. I was and, confused though. Like, can you aim? Because there are some enemies that you have to hit the turrets or hit like the lower part. Well, you don't have to. But it's the weak Well, points. no, I understand. But there's no, like, sniper. Well, you can't snipe anyways because you're constantly moving. But I felt like I was <laughs> just shooting ahead and trying to do the best that I could. But I felt like you couldn't, like, zoom. The aiming was kind of hard. There was a sniper. Oh. I didn't uh, get to it yet? The, no, you, you could have. The assault rifle that you get, the second gun that you get, one of its mods is a sniper rifle attachment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I thought that would have been really beneficial because the enemies are so diverse and... I mean, with the ones that you need to hit specific areas, you can use that. Because obviously some enemies, like, you need to hit with plasma or they do better with different weapons, but... Keith, of course, that's your first pro tip that Keith gave you right there. That's one thing you just need to remember with Doom. Never stop moving. And read the helpful hints. Yes. So I remember when I first played Doom 2016, I was with you guys. I was like, this game is incredibly hard. It wasn't until it finally clicked with me where I'm like, oh, I need to not stop moving. (laughs) Because playing so many different first-person shooters from Call of Duty, you know, Halo, you know, Overwatch, just about any first-person shooter. It's all about kind of taking it slow, really aiming your shots, trying to go for the headshots and stuff like that. That is not Doom. Doom, you have to keep moving. You have to keep jumping. You have to keep dashing. You have to figure out which enemies to prioritize and take them out as quick as you can. Using the air vents, dashing. I thought the dash element was so helpful when I got it. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's hard to program in your brain, but yes, Never stop moving. And as Liz said, too, it's, it's very important to read the codex and see which demons have, like, certain weaknesses. Which the writing is so... I don't know if you can change it, but every time something popped up... It happened a lot. Every time you get a new enemy, they kind of give you, like, a little tip. I had to stand up so much playing this game that sometimes I would just stand and play it because I couldn't read it. I mean, that's like your complaint with almost every game. I need to get new glasses. It's really not the do. game's fault, but, like, the writing is... Was really small. I'm sure you can make it bigger, maybe, but... <laughs> well, so, Andrew, I'm assuming you put it on at least ultraviolence, right? Yeah. I for very first time I picked up this game, I did ultraviolence. And, yeah, I, I beat it through. And I, I've been playing a little bit of Nightmare, which is the hardest difficulty. Yeah, see, because I, I figured I'd give myself a little bit of a challenge. I mean, I, I'm somewhat accustomed to, to the games, or the game and everything. And 
I figured I could do it, and it was frustrating, I think, most to me, because I could do it, mostly, but it was just, I just felt like I was never progressing, and that was my issue with it, is it just felt so slow for me to do it, and this is, and this is personal, obviously, not everyone's going to have this issue, it's not to say it's too hard, but when I went from ultraviolence down to just, I don't know, please don't hurt me or something, the second, the, the, the normal difficulty effectively, yeah. it was a huge shift in difficulty. Like it was almost easy at points. I still did die, but yeah, it almost became easy. And I just, I, I kind of wanted somewhere in the middle where I felt like I was challenged, but not like five deaths every big battle I got into as a minimum. Yeah. So Doom is in general pretty difficult. So I, I guess before I explain too much, I should explain to everyone, there's four difficulties. There's Please Don't Hurt Me, Hurt Me Plenty, Ultra Violence, and then Nightmare. So yeah, there's four different difficulties. And then of course you have some special difficulties, like you have a hardcore mode where you have one life and you're playing on Nightmare difficulty and you can see how far you get to you I can go. I thought mine was too young to die or something. Uh, maybe. I, I might have got it wrong. But either way, there's four difficulties. And yeah, so Doom is just, it is very difficult. But this is something you need to really understand with it is you are constantly going to be riding the brink of death and that's just how doom is played so as soon as your life is getting low you need to figure out okay i need to glory kill an enemy because then they drop health oh i'm running low on ammo i need to chainsaw somebody then they give you a bunch of ammo your armor is getting low you need to burn them with a flamethrower and then you get armor so it's just constant seesaw battle of fighting at the brink of death and trying to recover as much as you can and just keep moving and just taking people out one at a time See, I feel like I had a slightly different experience than Keith because I felt that the game went through spurts of being really easy and then being really difficult. Like I was actually doing a boss fight and it was so long and I died. I'm just like, I can't do that right now. Like I had to take breaks from it when it was really hard because I would get frustrated. And then I'd go uh, a big stretch where I was like, oh, this is actually like challenging, but kind of easy and fun. So I felt like it was a constant seesaw for me but i also thought that with the platforming i died quite a bit like i would fully die like it knocks your health and i felt like the platform was kind of inconsistent so they have these like they're kind of like a coffin shaped yeah and when i first started doing them the first couple i wouldn't have to do the right stick to grab on and then the next one i would have to like it was weird and inconsistent so i kind of had to like play around with it at first and then I would just always do the right stick. But, like, I didn't think I needed it at first. Well, you know if you dash into the grabbable wall, your character will automatically grab it. No, it wouldn't work for the third one. When uh, I first started doing that particular one, the the great ones are easy. Like, I thought that platforming was really simple, really easy. But for some reason, like, the coffins, like, just gave me difficulty. I died a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, Keith, being a big platformer, what did you think of Doom's platforming? I didn't mind it as a whole. I will say the the parts that irritated me the most were when you had to swing on the poles. Those seemed to give the... Not the biggest... Well, yeah, those were really just the biggest issues I had because it would just fling you off in weird directions. It didn't always seem to be where you were pointing. And it would drop you first, right? It would drop you and then fling you and you're like, am I going to be high enough? Do I need to jump? Should I dash? Yeah, it was it was in, inconsistent, I found. I agree with you there in terms of kind of when it would grab, when it wouldn't grab. And that was what I, annoyed me about it. But I don't think it was so bad that it truly bothered me. 
I guess. When you did a long run and you finally beat, like, a long platforming, like, I felt great. <laughs> but for, I didn't feel that way when I beat, like, an enemy base. Like, it was... Whenever that happens, like, I always just feel like, oh, thankfully it's over. But with the platforming, I was like, I did it. <laughs> uh, did, see, those big battles were the ones that got me, because... It would always be just like that one straggler flying demon mm -hmm. that I wouldn't notice. And I'd be like, okay, everything's pretty much cleared. Kind of just start wandering, see if I can, if I missed anything that I wanted to pick up. And then just boom, popped yep. in the back and I didn't even it realize the worst. it. <laughs> well, so here's my question. I, am I the only one who absolutely hated the Arachnotron? Oh, I thought that was so hard at first. Yeah. So I, because this is going back to where Liz was talking about with the weak points is they almost felt irrelevant because they were so hard to hit when you didn't have any precision aiming. Like you had the sniper yes. rifle and it always pissed me off. Pardon my language. I don't know if we can use that, but I always <laughs> got annoyed when I'm watching the, the tutorial in between, you know, in between load screens and it's like, oh, just casually shoot this thing off its head yeah good luck it never stops yes. moving plus you never stop moving <laughs> and you can't thought. precision aim now granted i just ended up going with sticky grenades all over it and going through my whole clip of of those every time but yeah i just i hated fighting those more than anything i thought we had the same strategy or when i got the uh was it the rocket launcher or something i would use that or grenade launcher, I don't know what it was, but it was super powerful, and I would just, like, I would just aim at it anywhere I could. I mean, when I first started playing it, yeah, the Arachnotrons annoyed me, but after playing it so much, they're compared to some of the other enemies you fight later on, I gladly accept Arachnotrons over anything else. Well, some Fair. after it weren't that bad. I just, for some reason, particularly didn't like those. I mean, once you start getting to the Demon Knights, and then, like, the Baron of Hells, and um, the Marauders... The Arachnotrons are, are child's play. So well, that is true. I did fight a couple demon knights. Yeah, I do understand where you're coming from of like the precision aim. If if you use the grenade launcher attachment on the shotgun, there's a slight kind of auto aim with it, I've noticed. Yes. That you could still kind of hit your shots. It wasn't necessary to shoot the thing off its head. Like no, you could still and just I, blast the crap out of them and take them out that way. No, I I get that too. I mean I, I was able to kill them. It just annoyed me that they made it seem so casual and easy to just, you know, just nick this thing off its head. You're good. But uh, to go back to your uh, comment of platforming, though, Keith, I will say the poles were the only thing I enjoyed about the platforming. Like, I don't know. The I only thing? <laughs> I, I guess that's a little harsh, because as far as the platforming goes in Doom, I could take it or leave it. It, it was a nice thing to have to kind of add for exploration. I, I think they added it into the game to kind of change up the gameplay, so you're just non not constantly non-stop blasting demons and i because i feel like if that's all you were doing the game would get a little repetitive but i will say i don't think you guys probably got far enough into it but luckily there's not a lot of segments but there was like two or three segments where they introduced the radiation suit and then another segment where they added swimming and it is awful i don't know who came up with the idea of adding the swimming the swimming is so bad in this game and it makes no sense is it like the equivalent of like having a water level in the game or just like get kind rid of, of it it's, it's just um, like i said luckily it's only a couple segments but just those couple segments i was like this is dumb this was this did not need to be added but i can understand why they added the radiation suit because the radiation suit was in doom 2 like the original doom 2 so i guess they probably added that as like an homage but this game absolutely did not need the swimming segments 
So, I don't know. The platforming, I thought, was fun when it came to the battles. That's why I like the polls that you don't like, Keith. Were, oh. Those were at least were fun when you're actually in, like, a battle area and you're fighting some enemies. You swing on a pole. Now you're half across the area. I, I thought it made it added to the combat. But the wall grabbing, I could take it or leave it. Oh, yeah. It the just, wall it was there. was pointless for mostly and i and i will say i agree with you as far as the polls for that aspect of it for the battles it was fun but i just didn't like it when i had to do like a set of them to get yeah. something oh something else that i wanted to bring up and i brought it up to andrew because as a noob i it, it kind of confused me so there's one point where i was trying to figure out how to get to one of the secret things like sometimes it's a collectible doll or whatever and i was trying to get in and i saw a youtube video the guy left the area and so I was like, oh, he must be going there. And when I went outside, the gate went up. And I didn't realize at the end of the level you can go back. But I feel like at that point, like, I, I don't want to go all the way back just to get this stupid collectible. So for me, I found it frustrating that they kind of close off certain areas. It's like, just let me go back. The area is empty. Like, there's no more demons. Like, let me figure it out. See, I love that they close it off. Why? It, it makes it so it's, it makes it easier for you to figure out where to go. And you don't end up backtracking. You don't end up taking a wrong corridor and walking all the way back to the beginning of the level going, whoops, I took a wrong turn. But there's the map for that. It highlights where you've been. So as long as you look at the map, there's no way for you to really get lost and be like, oh, what direction do I go in? Because it shows what way you're pointing and everything that's green is where you've already been. Yes. I, I do agree with that. Yeah, they, I think they do a fantastic job giving you a really – I thought the map was really good. And I think they did a really good job having a marker showing you where your objective is. But I don't know. It's just, it was a simple thing to just be like, hey, you're not going to this area anymore. Like, that's past. And well, like I said, did I, they know I didn't want to go back. <laughs> but I liked at the end of the level, once you got to the end, before you finished, it said, hey, fast travel, you can go back and get some of the collectibles you missed. I, but again, why would you want to go all the way back? To well, if you can fast travel, why not? I'd rather just do it in that moment. It's like, because I, I saw where it was. And you can make it so that your map shows... Uh, different special things so it's like if i have that and i see it let me just get it now i don't know i i much i enjoy that they put the fast travel in i think it's really nice because it's so much better than being like crap i have to replay this level just to get to that part to get that collectible because i hate when a game does that have both <laughs> you yeah, don't have just, to go backwards there's no pleasing you no pleasing I, you <laughs> I'm, I'm with andrew on this one i i'm, I'm giving point to andrew as the yes. the second vote but that means I you're wrong, Liz. I just wanted that one collectible. <laughs> but see, I just... I didn't particularly care for the map when it came to, like, your overview map or wherever. You didn't have to use it, really, but it was well, nice to find collectibles. And I, and that's, I guess, what I was going to say is I never ended up using it. I just went forward pretty much all the time yeah. is what I did. So I did like it for that aspect, or... I didn't hate it. I just I didn't use it because I I think they're a little it's a little tricky with like the weird 3D layout to it and everything. So that's why I just didn't care for it much. Yeah, but I, I, I thought it. the overall level designs were really good. Like there was a couple times during platforming segments that was a little confusing to figure out where you need to go, but 95% of the time playing this game, I knew which way to go. Oh, uh, do you know what? I forgot to use it for the platforming and so that's why i actually went to the youtube videos because i was like i don't know where to go and i didn't realize the coffins like fell after a moment so that's when i started to do that and i wish i'd known about the map like that it does that then but now it's very helpful 
But since you brought it up, though, what did you guys think of the collectibles? Do you think this game needed them? I think it needs them just in being a Doom game. Like, maybe I'm misremembering this, but I always felt like that was just kind of a thing they had was a lot of different weird collectibles. Uh, not so much collectibles. I mean, it had score. Like, the old school Dooms did a score, and you'd find secret rooms and collect. Yeah, You know I, I love looting and finding things, so. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I loved... I actually thought the collectibles in it were actually a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of the stuff is kind of pointless, like you're collecting little toys, but it's kind of cool when you go back to your your fortress, the Doom Fortress, you actually have a toy wall. You can see all your collectibles. <gasps> I didn't know that. Yeah, you can actually, you have like a toy wall. Uh, you can find music, and it's like old school Doom music, and some music isn't from Doom. Like they had um, Commander Keen, oh, like a song what? from them. Yeah. Love um, Commander Keen. It, it's in... What was that, like Macintosh? Commander Keen? I can't remember. No, it's, I think it was old, it was like, PC. But yeah, it was just like an old... You were like this little kid who got abducted by aliens? Or it was kind of all in your imagination. I don't know. It was a really cool old school platformer, though. Which, speaking of which, <clears throat> I, I can't remember if we talked about it, but did you know Commander Keen and BJ Blazkowicz from Wolfenstein are like related? What? Yeah. It, look it up on you. Like, I'll, I'll try to post it up on our Facebook page. But yeah, there's a YouTube video and there's like actually... And Doom and the Doom guy, like all three universes are actually kind of connected. It's really interesting. But overall, I thought the collectibles in this game are actually really cool because a lot of it is just kind of simple stuff. But I love that you actually collected cheat codes because that's such an old school game thing where you actually had cheat codes. And the cheat codes I loved were actually on little floppy disks. Wait, so I don't think I got any. I could be wrong, but what do you do with them? What? The cheat codes. Like I know there's achievements involving them. Uh, there was a there was a achievement for one one of the cheat codes is called famine and the enemies they don't drop health or armor and so it's an achievement to beat a level with that on but cheat codes are what they are they're they're cheats you can have infinite ammo infinite life uh, always have like berserk on so there were just kind of like fun ways to kind of play around with the game just like how normal cheat codes were and you kept them like you you kept them the whole time like you yeah had infinite health then? once you unlocked them yeah you could go and activate them back at your doom fortress oh that's cool. I didn't unlock any of the cheat codes. Ah, really? I, I mean, I never really played with them because, I don't know, I didn't care to. But I mean, I, I just thought it was a cool addition to it. I think the collectibles in this game were nice enough because there wasn't too many. But then there's, for me, I love doing, did you guys do any of the demon gates or the slayer gates? I did one. I couldn't complete it. I kept getting uh, just torn up at the end by, I think it was a, a demon knight. So I don't think it, there was a purple thing that I did, but I don't think it was. The, yeah, that was it. Where you okay. get a key to open it and you go to like this weird demon pod. That yeah, there's one in particular that I just couldn't find the key to. So I left it, but I don't, but the other purple thing, I don't think it was actually a gate. I'm not sure. But yeah, I thought the Slayer gates, like they're just fun little challenges. And it's just another thing that's unnecessary. But if you do any of these sort of collectibles or challenges, you would actually get rewards. And your character would actually get better, and you could improve your overall armor and your overall health. So it made it worth your time going around and doing these challenges, collectibles. Even the level challenges were kind of fun. Like I oh, looked yeah. at them and I aimed for them, and I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, they were kind of like, kind of like achievements. They would try to challenge you to do something like something in a fun way, like killing enemies with the environment or using a specific weapon to kill certain enemies. Which I actually think that's great, because, I mean, we'll get into this later, but, I mean, the achievements are really hard. It's all, like, completing the game and stuff. So the fact that they had these little challenges that I felt rewarded you, I think the game 
kind of needed. Yeah. So with all these collectibles and stuff, I think it adds just a lot of depth to the game. And it makes it worth your while to actually replay it. Like like I said, I bought this on day one. So I already beat this a while ago. But then when Keith picked it again, I was like, yeah, I'll pick it up again. And I instantly fell in love with it again. <laughs> also, coming from somebody who's played it, obviously, a, a lot more, do you... Like, do you find it's really noticeable, the upgrades to your character? Does yes. it make the game a lot easier? Because that was one thing I was thinking where basically I've, I would kind of just use the easier difficulty to pad up some of my stats, and then once I got a little bit stronger, then jump to, say, Ultraviolence again. No, it definitely does. I tried playing the, it's called like Ultraviolent Nightmare. It was the game mode where it was like hardcore, where you had one life and you're playing on the Nightmare difficulty. So your character's only has 50 armor, 100 health, no dash. And yeah, I noticed a huge difference. Like not having the dash alone was a struggle. But yeah, not having all my guns and just basically just starting with the shotgun. Yeah, you notice a difference. Remember you also played easy because there was an achievement. It didn't matter what level you did. And you were like, wow, it's really, really easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy easy on the easy difficulty. But yeah, so overall, like just the run and gun of Doom is just so satisfying. And I think they really kicked it up a notch with this one because the weapons, uh, they added the super shotgun, which was... Oh, I love it. And it was originally put in Doom 2 and they modified it a little bit. They added the meat hook and it is amazing. I don't know if you... You must have gotten that weapon, Keith. I don't think I did, actually. You never got the super shotgun? No. I would accidentally use the hook, and then I would be like, oh, I forgot I had that. Oh, the super shotgun was so fun, hooking on an enemy, pulling yourself into them, and just blasting with the face. It is such a fun weapon. Except when you accidentally do it when you're fighting a boss, (laughs) and they get all up in your business. (laughs) But yeah, was there any other weapons you guys loved? The uh, cannon. I Honestly, anything that hit really hard was good for me. Like, I felt like the... Like the plasma one and the original gun, it just like they weren't powerful enough for me. I definitely wanted to do like big shots. So unfortunately, I didn't really unlock many weapons. Obviously, um, the the shotgun was pretty easily my bread and butter. I didn't care for any of the automatic weapons, which is pretty unlike me for a first person shooter. Like that's usually my live and die is a, is an automatic weapon, but because this game is so frantic and fast, I. I felt like I just wasted too many bullets with an automatic. So like a shotgun was nice because I could sort of breathe as I ran constantly. Well, I would use the automatic if I needed to kill an enemy for health because especially the super shotgun with the small guys, one hit and they're dead. Yeah. But if you just shoot them a couple times with the plasma or one of the other crappy guns, uh, they would start glowing and then I would know to, to move in. So that's what I used it for primarily. Or if I ran out of bullets and there were a lot of enemies. But besides that, yeah, I didn't really use them. Yeah. No, I, I thought the weapons in Doom are... There's not a ton of them, but I felt like each one really had like its own strength and weakness. And there wasn't a weapon I hated. I thought they all played really well. But I thought the weapons just themselves were just a lot of fun. And it, what was so also so satisfying with the combat is the overall graphics of Doom. Because the other big thing that they added is like was body damage. So if you're actually shooting an enemy in the shoulder or like the leg... It's actually blowing off chunks of meat, and then I'll actually expose bone. And you can really see this. I know you guys didn't get to it, but at the very end of the game, the final boss, 
is this massive, like 20 story foot tall demon. And you literally have to blow off like all the meat off his body in order to kill him. So I thought they did a fantastic job with the graphics in this game. See, there were parts that I loved, like especially in your home base. I first noticed how good the graphics are when you're walking up the stairs and the stairs just look so cool. And But though I think the only complaint I have with, I guess it's under graphics, when you're being shot, like you get like the red if you're hit. And I hated that that would happen when I was high health because I would think that I was dying when it first started happening. And so for me, it's like, show me the red when I'm low health. But otherwise, just like I know I'm being hit. I feel like it got more or less and less opaque, like as your damage went up or when your as your health went down. So if you took just like a small hit from full health, it would kind of lightly shade the outside. But when you're at ten health left, that it's like you just see red in like a circle in front of you. Yeah. So I didn't. I don't know. I didn't mind it being up just for the reason that they at least like had some some gradation to it or whatever you want to call it. So, Liz, I like how you said, like, you notice the graphics were exceptionally good when you're exploring the fortress. I noticed the graphics were exceptionally good at the very intro cinematic. I, that intro cinematic, I think, is so awesome. I where you hear like it. <laughs> Where you hear the chatter of, like, people on Earth, like, screaming for help, and the Doom guy's just pulling out a shotgun, and, like, the detail of the shotgun is, like, so beautiful. He's slowly taking out shells and loading the shotgun. I just thought it was a really just cool intro. And then it just instantly throws you in the game and you just start blasting demons. Like, yeah, within like five minutes you just rip the head off of one of the, the yeah. priests there. And it's just, I I thought they did such a cool job with the cinematics. And yeah, the graphics of it were fantastic. And of course, the, the, the FPS in the game is really smooth. I felt like the entire time playing combat, I wasn't getting any sort of stuttering or skip frames or anything like that. It's just well done. I like that it was good across the board. So I like the enemy models. I like the cutscenes. I like the the scenery in the background. Like I usually with a game, there's something like, you know, oh their faces are messed up. But with this, I just thought it was just like all around good, and I think that's kind of rare. Uh, you guys didn't even get to like the really good looking levels. When I you get, get to it. Hell, we suck. <laughs> when you get to hell, the vista of like the lava lakes, it's just it's gorgeous. I know you guys. I, I do like. <laughs> Mm. I know you guys didn't get this far. <laughs> <laughs> Make me feel bad about myself. But I, I will say one of my favorite things when it comes to like the visuals of this game were the glory kills. Like, oh, yeah. There's just so many different ways that they programmed in to just make these brutal demon murders, I guess. I think my favorite one, though, was just the it was the basic zombie, and it's when you just grab him by the chest and you would just punch their head straight into their the cavity his, of their yeah, chest his, his head like <laughs> popped into his chest yeah and he just like stares at you yeah, yeah the glory kills are like sometimes comical but also sometimes also very violent which i don't really like gore and for some reason it didn't bother me too much with this game i was kind of surprised yeah because it's i think because it's because i don't know you get desensitized after like the first couple kills kind maybe. of well it's also like almost kind of comical to how gory it is that it's it's not realistic because, like, I remember when I was showing you Mortal Kombat fatalities, like, those are, like, hyper-realistic, super oh, gory. I didn't like that at all. You're seeing every gut and everything. Like, those are very hyper-graphic. But this one is just, it's almost comical to, like, how you're killing them, that it's not that graphic, I guess. I don't know. It is weird to think about. Yeah, I mean, I feel like as a whole, they're, I don't want to say they're all funny, but 
there is something to it that yeah, it's it's so gratuitous and it's so absurd that it's it is kind of funny. Like the arachnotron, where you take its little little stabby and you just stab itself through the head with that, or you rip out the Keiko demon's eyeball and feed it to him and he blows up. Like all kinds of fun little things. I also think the fact that it's so quick, like the glory kills are like two seconds long that you don't have time to process just how violent it was. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but then of course the great thing that accompanies this, the awesome graphics and the gameplay is of course the music. I love the soundtrack of this game. It's of course just a lot of metal and hard rock. But there's so many sound effects too. Like you obviously have like the chanting, but like the wind howling when you're in the snow level. Yeah. Like I just thought there was a lot of auditory details that were thrown in that I appreciated. And I actually noticed too. Oh yeah. Like I thought it was really obvious when you're getting hit and when you're low health, when you're low ammo. I thought it just did a really nice visual cue and the sound effects just really complemented it. I don't think there was any bad voice acting. No. There was really- voice acting was good. Minimal voice acting, wasn't there? Yeah, just Maybe the cut scenes, like the priest talking to you and stuff. Yeah. Uh, your character doesn't talk, right? No, he doesn't. Yeah, the past king kind of talks in your head, like he monologues a little bit. Yeah, you hear Vega the robot talk to you a little bit, but yeah, there's overall not a lot of dialogue, which is also, I think, I think why I thought the story was a little confusing. Because, yeah, there isn't much dialogue. You just kind of got to read between the lines and look stuff up. I will say I'm glad that they didn't give any voice dialogue to the demons because I just think that would have gotten obnoxious. Yeah. You know how games do that sometimes, and I'm glad they just went with, they just make sounds. They're just gurgly, well, angry demons. The Arachnotron kind of had a little bit of annoying noise when you killed it. It did kind of a loud hissing noise. Yeah, but at least like they weren't like, there wasn't some annoying repetitive voice line no. that they just kept saying over and over and over again. No, definitely not. The boss that I was just fighting that I kept failing at, whenever you died, he would say, oh, I was just getting started. Or he'd have like something to say like that. Yeah. Mocking me. But that's just the one segment though. Like it doesn't always do that. <laughs> oh though. yeah, it was just the one. But I just think it was interesting that like he was mocking me. <laughs> just but like then, Andrew. And then going to Keith's favorite <laughs> segment and another thing. I don't know if you guys dug into the options menu that much, but there was one particular thing in the option menu that I thought was really cool. You could actually set up uh, your vision to be old school. So when you're holding your gun, it's to the right of the screen, but you can actually adjust it so it's in the center of the screen and you hold it like in classic Doom. Ah, it's something does it change at all? Like, no, does it's just it feel visual. different? It's just, I yeah. mean, if anything, I thought it was kind of harder because it, I thought the gun took up more of your screen. But it was yeah. just, I thought it was just a kind of nice homage that they did, that you could play it like old school and have your gun in the middle of the screen. Well, and then there was also the fact that you dressed your character up like a unicorn, and I didn't see it, but you said that it, like your thing would sparkle when you killed enemies. Oh, yes, that's a good point. That's another thing I really enjoy about Doom Eternal. There's a Battle Pass-esque type of thing. It's completely free, which is awesome. But yeah, every season, right, right now they're on Series 6 which is, of course, a Halloween theme. But as you're playing the game or playing the multiplayer, you're getting experience points for your account, and you can actually unlock certain cosmetics. You have a little you know, gamer tag that you can actually customize a little bit. You can customize your Doom character. You can even customize the demons you can play in the multiplayer game. But yeah, it's completely free, which is awesome. But that also just reminded me of another thing, Liz. Thank you. <laughs> that I had a I, thing. What was your thing? He let you go. Well, my other thing was going to be with that Battle Pass-esque thing is you could actually link your friends' accounts 
So, so maybe this is a little bit of a hot tip too, is you could choose people from your friends list and basically when they were online playing and getting XP, you would get XP as well for, for what they were doing. So you're welcome for all that XP I gave you, Keith. Yes, sir. Because you gave you me know. barely any. Yes, sir. Do you get what they get or just like a percentage? It's like a percentage. Okay. But the thing I was going to say, and this is one thing I am super glad that Microsoft bought Bethesda because to me, Bethesda was starting to become a really kind of gross company. And I thought they got rid of this because I remember they got a lot of flack when they remade Doom 3. They re-released it on the Xbox One. And there's an online club called the Slayer Club. And before you had to enter your email to play the game. And I thought they got rid of that feature, but apparently in Doom Eternal, it still exists. So if you play Doom Eternal, you have to sign up for the Slayers Club. And it is just, it's a dumb thing. Like, I don't care to get a newsletter about Doom. I don't care to join the Slayers Club. Like, it needs to be an optional thing. It's just gross that they won't let you play a game that you may have hypothetically bought and you have to give your information to. That's a good it's, point. I did be able, I, I did get to use the name Coco Piff again though, so that nice. was fun. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to ask you guys: Did you guys play the multiplayer at all? No, <laughs> I assumed it was dead. No, it is not. So, Doom 2016 had an actual death match. In this one, they got rid of it, which I think is good. I mean, because honestly, in a game like this, the multiplayers they don't last that long. So instead, they came out with another multiplayer mode called Battle Mode, and it's one Doom guy versus two demons. So two people versus one. And I thought it was pretty fun. It wasn't something that I would dedicate a ton of time for, but I had a couple challenges and there's a handful of achievements for. So I was like, okay, I'll give this a shot. And I thought it was a lot of fun. It's, I think it's a little bit heavy-handed for the demons because you have to kill both demons at the same time in order to win a round. And that can be really difficult because as soon as you kill one demon, the other kid just starts running around the map and you have to keep trying to chase them. And some of the demons they get to play are, are very fast. And after 30 seconds, his partner will get revived and then they'll start attacking again. And some of the matches yeah. will just go on for too long. So it's a little frustrating. But overall, as a multiplayer mode, it's not half bad. See, I can see that being fun to play with, well, I guess just like two other friends then. Yeah, in which you can do that. You can actually do private custom matches. So you can actually play with your friends. Should, we should see if we can get some, some video of that. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. And then, of course, our final wrap-up segment. What did you guys think of the achievements? Eh. I didn't get many. I know <laughs> yeah, that. Keith and I got the same out. We got four. So we got a score of 140. Andrew, you did 25 achievements, 805 in score. And I, I just thought that if, there weren't a lot of like fun ones that were dripped in. But I also think it was so hard to progress like it took a long time to get far in the game so i think that's why it felt like i wasn't getting enough achievements yeah so for me overall i think i'd recommend this for achievement hunters doom isn't an, it's not a terribly long game your average time to beat is about 14 hours it's a decent game majority of the achievements you're going to get are from basically beating the game and then getting all the collectibles which once you beat the game it's very easy to go back and get these collectibles so that's why i was able to get a handful of the achievements. Basically, the only achievements I'm kind of missing are mostly multiplayer, but there's no, like, super crazy hard achievement. Like, they didn't do an achievement to beat it on, like, the one life mode. There, so, there's nothing that's, like, stupidly hard that you can't do. There's one where you have to kill 666 demons. Yeah. I think the ones that I got were just, like, the ones that they 
give you just because, you know. You yeah. Know There's a couple they pepper in here and yeah. there for, like, beating a boss kind of thing like that. But, yeah, overall, Doom's not a terribly long game, and so it's not too hard to get the achievements. So, wrapping up to our final thoughts, Keith, what would you think of Doom Eternal? Uh, so, I was not having a lot of fun, admittedly, when I was playing on Ultraviolence. I was just chugging through it, and I was forcing myself to play, and I and I really thought I was going to not like this game. Changing to the easier difficulty and making it a much more manageable playthrough, it just makes it so much more enjoyable. And this game is... It's not refreshing in the sense that it's, you know, relaxing and easy, but it's refreshing that it's just a different playstyle if you if you like first-person shooters. So I just think overall it's really good, and it's very worth playing. I would say an 82. So... As I said at the beginning, I absolutely love Doom. I think this game is fantastic. I bought it day one. 99. My biggest, my biggest, no, my biggest gripe, I, it's which is minor, is I would say the platforming. It just, it didn't add too much for the actual gameplay. And I just could take it or leave it. It didn't hinder at all. But it just, I don't know, to me, there's some segments where I'm just like, all right, this is just kind of annoying. And I thought the story was a little convoluted. But besides that, I think the gameplay is just so solid. The gunplay is just really tight. I love the graphics. The environments are fantastic. The music. it is. This game is just a blast. So I'm giving it a 92. Because even the multiplayer isn't half bad. So for me, I actually went into it thinking I was going to give it an 88. But I think I'm going to give it an 85. Because I think the game is fantastic. But I'm not sure how much I'm going to play it now. Like, I think it is amazing for what it is. But I don't necessarily think it's for me. That's why I'm surprised you gave it a game. Because I remember when you first were playing it, you were first saying, like, I think this is just too hard for me. I had to do it in doses. Like, once I would get frustrated, I would stop. And I think that's what made me like the game. Because I did like the challenge of it. And it's something that I haven't really played anything like it before. And so for me, I'm kind of torn. Maybe I'll give it an 86. I'll give it an 86. Because I, I mean, we were talking about how like great the graphics were. I liked the story. The music was really good. So yeah, I think it an 86. And looking at Metacritic, uh, someone who gave it a 6 said, oh, by the way, it's 88 and 8.4. <laughs> you forgot that. Last I week, forgot too. Last time, last week. What imbecilic human being decided that platforming and Doom made sense? Or that Doom needed a story? Doom is about killing demons, and this game seems to forget that constantly. Someone what? So what? They, they make it seem like this game's super heavy on story. Did you have to translate still, this review, or was this in English to No, start? I couldn't find any by him. There's a couple huh. of pages, and I went through it, but I didn't see him. Uh, nothing from I could have missed Jr. <laughs> and someone who gave it a 5 said that the level design is abysmally claustrophobic. And then I felt like most of the comments were saying how it's better or worse than the other games. But something that I saw a lot was the lack of ammo, which didn't bother me at all because no. I just kill enemies for it. Yeah, just chainsaw. You instantly get full ammo. Uh, the dash cooldown. They didn't like that there was a cooldown for dash. No. That was really common. So I thought the cooldown was super quick and then you can make it even quicker with a room. And then someone said that they were really disappointed that the rocket launcher came back. It was in the 2016 game because it gives you a lot of self-damage, which... In every Doom, the rocket launcher did. But if the, if the, it's only when the enemy's super close to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, just shoot from far away. I know. But there, that was a big complaint, and the last one was the no death mode. But I, this was like a common thing with the reviews. There's a lot of reviews for this game. People are very passionate. Wait, people didn't like the no death mode? That there wasn't a death mode. Oh, oh you mean deathmatch in multiplayer. Yes. Uh... <laughs> 
They wrote death mode. I didn't know what it was. I just saw a common thread of no death. No, they do call it death mode, I think, or they did maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I think people are just salty. You just can't please fanboys. But, but you know what? The scores are actually pretty good. I just feel like the people who hate it just really, really hated it and very vocal. So 88 from critics and 8.4 for users. That's not bad at all. No. All right. But I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to us ramble. If you want to reach out to us, we're at GamePassGrabBag at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook at GamePassGrabBag. And if you feel so inclined to support us, we do have a PayPal set up on our Facebook page. You can also follow us on Twitter at GPGPPod, where I will sometimes post when I'm streaming or sometimes put a random meme up there. But yeah, you can just follow us on Twitter. I've been your Hardcore Gamer host, Andrew. You can follow me on Xbox Live at Firebird0952, and I'm also on Twitch, where I stream random games. Mostly Apex and Call of Duty recently. Yeah. I'm Keith. You can find me on the Game Pass Grab Bag Podcast every Wednesday, wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Sometimes I play video games with Andrew, so if you're streaming, maybe you see me there. I don't know. Anyways. Man, I didn't know you were on a podcast. I should check that out sometime. Yeah, it's actually not that bad, considering I'm on it, so... <laughs> I don't know, I feel like anything you're on must be terrible. Mm. <laughs> I'm Liz the Noob, gamer tag coming on Dean, and I'm on Twitter at Liz the Noob, Noob is EW. Alrighty, everybody. Thank you all so much for joining. We love you all, and we hope to see you again next week. Bye, guys. Goodbye.